We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like exes of Christmas past, (laughs) affirming our sexuality, doing the right thing, and grappling with our shame. But before we get into it, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're talking about. We are not professionals. We have not been trained in this. No. We've failed many a relationship. (laughs) That's true. At what point do you become a professional dater? Ooh, maybe like George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Or who's another like, you know, serial dater in Hollywood? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Leo. I should have said Leo. He totally deserved it, but I snubbed him just like those Oscars. Am I right? (laughs) Anyway, this is all to say that we don't know what we're talking about. Please take our advice as you see fit. We're just here to offer our humble musings and hopefully some laughs on the very confusing but hopefully rewarding thing that is love. (laughs) Someday she'll actually say what we wrote. (laughs) been going off script for i don't know 17 out of the 20 episodes uh-huh yeah um I would say, and i'm yeah. supposed to say the um very rewarding rewarding but mostly confusing thing that is That's love it. yep but which is what? clever you but know every, what everything you do is this clever, is a so. metaphor sam you just gotta go with the flow yeah you know i don't like to do that <laughs> Anyway, welcome to episode 20. Episode 20. I was going to say double digits and then I realized. (laughs) That's not it. (laughs) No, it is, but it's just been that. (laughs) I feel like that could be some relationship advice to some people. Like, 
you're like, oh, no, it's not that. And we're like, no, it is. And it's been that for a long time. You know? That's good. Yeah, That's thanks. good. Welcome back. You're, we're actually like in the same in each room. Other's yeah, presence. last episode we did a virtual FaceTime, sexy time, you know, <laughs> episode. It was, it was not sexy. I just associate. I was very hungover. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah. laughs> That's funny. I was in the third floor of a old Victorian brownstone, brownstone in Ooh. Philadelphia. Um. Yeah, nice. everybody heard this story already because yeah, I saw Hamilton. <laughs> Stop it! Sam won't make eye contact with me while I talk about Sam- Hamilton. I was like, no, look at me while I recount just, every detail to she you. She just keeps telling me about it, and I just keep looking at my paper and like, yeah, writing yeah, things like, down. Mm, I'm sure it happened. But I'm later tonight. I'm going to do a live reenactment of the entire show. Oh, great! All four hours. And spoiler alert: the show is only three, so you're going to get an extra hour of commentary. <laughs> Like a director's wait. cut. Oh my god, I'm so excited <laughs> yeah, for that. Anyway, I'm not gonna throw in my shot, but <laughs> anyway, episode twenty. What's our check-in, Sam? So our check-in comes from a reader, actually. Ooh. A reader. They don't read. I know, I say the I same I mean they thing. read, I'm sure they read, but <laughs> <laughs> what did we fucking take on the way over here? I feel like we're talking a thousand miles a minute. This is what's happened. This is what happens when you separate Gemini's for thirty days or I more. Think that's what it they is. go insane. Is that we're like, we just need our connection. We came back. to the studio today, and Big Cats opened the door for us. And I was in the middle of a story, and I was like to Sam, I was like, "Hey, Spencer, just one final point, one final point, and then we'll stop." Uh, anyway, okay, check in. Let's take a deep, like, Oprah cleansing breath. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay, I feel so much better. Yeah. Um, this is from The Friend with Benefits, um, who basically asked a question about what if it's a good idea to be friends with benefits. And so we thought it would be good to talk about friends our experience. Friends with benefits, particularly with an ex. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's first talk about friends with benefits. Have you yeah. ever been a friend with general benefits, like healthcare? <laughs> Dental, <laughs> sexual. Oh, I wish. Yes, I wish someone would have given me a four hundred one k. I know, right? Um, you know what's so funny? Being a self-employed employed poet, I'm always like, yeah, I don't have a four hundred one k, and then I hope to God I'm saying the right letters and numbers. You know, like I just because I just don't have one of those ever. That's that's legit. And I'm always like, yeah, I too want a forty eight one k. You know. Anybody else out there uh, like that? <laughs> I get it. Okay, anyway, it. have you been friends with benefits with someone? I have not been friends with benefits with someone who is not an ex. Ooh. Okay. Ask me. <laughs> have you ever been friends with benefits with someone? Yes, who was not an ex. How would you rate your experience on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the best, 0 being the worst? Okay, here's the thing, and I think that this is something that happens with a lot of friends with benefits situation, is that it started at like an 8 and was like awesome, and And then then by the end it was definitely a 1. And then did a no dive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say started as like a frisky, fun 8 Nine, ten. Yeah. You know, like, it's oh, like, this is so fun and so chill. Right? Like, and there's, like, there's no strings attached. And, like, it also feels, like, a little bit, like... Naughty. Naughty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I'm just, like, the worst. And I always catch feelings. Mm. Um, and not just catch feelings, but I will, even if I care nothing about the person, I will always find a way to feel rejected. <laughs> 
It's like, like you seek like, out rejection. Yeah, totally. I'll be like, literally, I could not be less attracted to you, but you told me you couldn't meet for coffee, so I'm going to go cry in the shower. <laughs> Just kidding. That seems right. That seems I'm going right. to cry in the shower and imagine our wedding together. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a really healthy place to be. Yeah. How do you feel about... Let, let, we'll, we'll, let's do a return to our personal experiences after we talk about our general feelings. Like, how do you feel about friendships with benefits? I feel like it's fine. I mean, I think, you know, as long as both parties are consenting and, yeah. like, are going in knowing everything that they need to know about their decision, yeah. then it's, I think it's fine. I don't think that I've seen it work out well. Yeah, I wonder. I can't think of any. Can you? No. I was going to say, like, uh, Dawson's Creek, but that fell out, too. <laughs> Way throwback. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I'll agree. I think that if that works for your life and your lifestyle and your friendships, yeah, and if communication is open and it feels good, and it feels good beyond just the affirmation of fucking, yeah, it feels good. Like, yeah, this is fulfilling my life. This is where I want this friendship to go. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I had an ex of mine who, like, really loved the intimacy of, like, those relationships. But I also thought he was a sociopath who, like, <laughs> sucked the souls out of women who were emotionally vulnerable to him. But maybe that's me just speaking from my own experience. Wow. People who are love friends with benefits relationships are going to be very offended by this episode. <laughs> no, I just Hey, we're not experts. <laughs> um, I think it can work. But... So you travel all the time, like... Oh, great question. So do you have... I'm not going to say what I was going to say. No, you no, have, no, say that have, thing. Do say you it. have booze in different... No, what is the other metropolises? thing? What's the phrase? <laughs> what is the other phrase? Hose in other area codes. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you for, fill, for filling every fantasy I've ever had for this podcast. Um, I'm going to say no... It was an upswing at the end okay? because uh, so I travel a lot for my job. Um, I meet a lot of people and people get to know me really easily through poetry. You know, right. like there's a vulnerability there. Um, I generally don't like to like just to put it all out there. I don't like to sleep around on the road. Yep. Um, mostly for safety and comfort reasons um, because I. Uh, I'm really tired at the end of the day and I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with socializing yeah. um, and I need the alone time to recoup or something like that. Yep. Um, but I, there are people that like, um, maybe we have had like a romantic tr tryst yep. with, is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Tryst. A tryst. Yeah. Hmm, what a great word. Um, <clears throat> it was like the 401k thing where I just like threw that word out into the universe hoping that I said the right syllables. Oh, it's good. It was, was like, great. Um, so there's people that I've had like emotional sexual trysts with. Yeah. But they're people that I think I developed some sort of like, I don't know, emotional something yeah. with. Yeah. That's a roundabout question. Yeah, no, because I also feel like. Or answer, I mean. I also ha I have had those people that have like lived in different places. But maybe the difference is a relationship, like a friends yeah. with benefits relationship where it's an ongoing thing. And yep. I have had that. And again, no, no disrespect to people who do this and have it go well. But mine did not go well um, because I think I 
I wanted I ended up wanting it to be something that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we then we we started in a weird way, and then I realized I didn't like that person that much to begin with. I don't know. It was all. <laughs> and yet you felt rejected by them. I'm sure. Constantly, <laughs> still do. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to talk specifically about the submitters' question. Was oh, right. was about um, if it's smart to get into a friends with benefits situation with an ex. Yep. And, damn. <laughs> Um, I think that this is probably like more common than people think or Way that they talk common. about. Like, it's, I think sex it's super is grieving common too, to to yeah. like have sex with an ex. Like, it's a way to like grieve them for sure. Is that a weird thing to say? It is, but everybody's gonna know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you break up and you have sex afterwards, yeah. it's yeah. like a it's sad, but like affirming. Ooh, I don't know. I'm gonna stop. Mine was mostly just like sad, <laughs> sad and naughty. Ooh, that's totally my, <laughs> my Tinder bio. My, thing, my right? Tinder bio is sad and naughty. <laughs> oh, please, yes. Um, I'm not on Tinder, just so everybody knows. Don't try to find her, y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it just was like, you know, had sex with the ex, and it was great in the yeah. beginning because it was like, woo, this feels like naughty and like. We still are, like, really sexually attracted to each other. But then it just got to be like, oh, but now it's just, like, a, a sadder relationship. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true because maybe then it's, like, more apparent where the feelings once were or, yeah. like, where the chemistry is now but was missing before. I don't know. Yeah. I think people do have friends with benefit situations with their exes that can be good and healthy. But oftentimes it just – it's a friends with benefits – relationship or contract let's say is already really nuanced yeah you have to you have to be really secure in yourself your sexuality your friendship and mm-hmm. your needs yep from the bat um is that the phrase <laughs> right out the it. gates from the bat <laughs> from, from, oh my out God. the gate maybe yeah i think so i think so <laughs> From anyway, the bat <laughs> from the bat. Let's coin it. Put it on a T-shirt. Oh, great! I can't wait to. Um, but I also think so. Having it be your ex, it's like fifty times. That is literally shades, fifty shades of gray. Yeah, <laughs> the better version of it, but just no, as kinky. The sadder version. The of sadder, <laughs> just as kinky version of fifty shades of gray. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's. One word synopsis. How do you feel? How, what do you think people should do when entering a friends with benefit engagement? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to second that and just say, um, don't settle. Yeah. If you want a relationship, don't settle for a friends with benefit thing. Yes. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to mature into a relationship. Yep. However... If you want to get your freak on with your friend and your friend's like, do you want to get your freak on? And you're both like, yeah, then open communication, be confident in what you want, be confident in what you can have and recognize what you already have in your friendship, right? That mm, it could be potentially altered after having sex. True. But if you're all good with that, like, go ahead, get down with your freak self. I'm I'm on board with it. Not that you're a freak. Absolutely. Like, more like the <laughs> metaphorical freak. Yes, like the freak flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you are currently in a friends with benefits relationship and, and we it's just going offended re- the fuck out of you <laughs> and it's going really well, please feel free to let us know. Oh, yeah, totally. And maybe let us know like things that are helping you about it. Because yeah. and also 
the one thing we didn't talk about too is like people who um, have open relationships. Yeah. But again, we're talking specifically about people who have ongoing relationships with one friend. Yep. Sexual relationship. Yeah. Yep. And who would not describe themselves as poly, but yeah, 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 are or open. A, right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I feel like we went on a very long tangent <laughs> to get us warmed up to answer some awesome questions. Yeah. We're very excited about these letters. I think they are great. Okay. First letter is from C of Worries. <laughs> well C, done. like the letter. <laughs> Super cute. I'm going to call you C. Um, C of Worries is writing to us from New York, New York, where I saw Hamilton in the front row, Sam, just so you know. <laughs> Hey guys, I love your pod so much. I was just dumped after being in a four-month relationship. I am 29 years old, and even though I've dated lots of guys for two to three months, this was the first time I've been with someone where we decided to adopt the titles boyfriend and girlfriend. His previous relationship was six years long, and he brought her up almost constantly. They still share a best friend and are part of the same social circles. He also sees her about once a month at parties or events. We ended up dissolving our relationship after after I asked him to stop using, quote, we and us out of context when referring to her. For example, he wore these shorts to the beach one time with me and got a surprise boner. (laughs) Episode title for sure. (laughs) He then said... The last time this happened, quote, we were walking on the beach, meaning him and his ex. I blocked and unblocked so as to not see him and her. I was willing to work through his stuff, but he wanted to end things. Even though I feel like I'm pretty badass in a lot of areas of my life, I have great friends, a master's degree, a great job, published papers. I've been in this spiral wondering what is wrong with me that I've never had a six-year relationship at my age like him. Hmm. Did I miss out on something? What is wrong with me that I could never find that universal love that is so powerful? I felt like I could never compete with her. And now I feel like I can never compete with my past self who didn't fall in love at an appropriate time. Hmm. Am I too emotionally stunted to find real love with a grown as a grown woman now? All right. See, I think this is a fantastic letter. Absolutely. A great inquiry. And thank you for letting me say surprise boner <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> uh, what right. if the letter was just really awful and we just picked it because you wanted to say surprise boner? Totally. Absolutely. I would have said surprise boner like 30 times. Um, okay. So let's start by saying love has no appropriate time. Yes. Um, I feel like. Uh, as we get into our 30s, um, particularly for women who have grown up hearing the biological clock bullshit, mm-hmm. we think that 20s is the time to fall in love, 30s is the time to mature that love. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Because yeah. if there was an appropriate time for love, then, honey, I would have missed that boat too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I I just don't think that we need to put an expiration date or a timeline on finding love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to get that out of the way at the bat, as they say. <laughs> no one has ever said that. Okay. Well, I just did twice. So anyway. Um, I would also just say that in terms of emotional maturity, too, I think um, sometimes we get too bog- bogged down in defining emotional maturity in terms of a romantic relationship with one person. Um, and so I don't think that you have missed the boat in any way. I mean, I think that you are probably learning emotional maturity through 
your relationship with yourself and through your relationship with your friends and through your coworkers. And, right. um, and so I don't think that there's a, I don't think that you need to say that you have somehow missed out on something just because you haven't had a long-term right. relationship. And I know plenty of people who are in long-term relationships who are not emotionally mature. <laughs> Cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> Cheers to that. So it's not like it's like the magical like thing that everyone has to go through in order to like exit the other side as an emotionally mature person. Right. It's it's not that at all. Right. And then in terms of your most recent relationship and your ex and his ex, um, I think that it's important to um, work on internalizing the following. It's difficult, but the truth is no one you ever date is going to be a clean slate. Mm-hmm. No one you ever date is going to come from no one else. Yep. Unless you meet somebody who is in a bunker for the first 30 years of their lives mm-hmm. and don't know what Netflix is. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Sad, deal breaker, am sad I right? state of existence. <laughs> um, and I mean that statement with a lot of love and tenderness to you because I've struggled so much with comparison. Mm-hmm. When I start dating someone, the first thing I do, unfortunately, and like I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, I kind of temporarily obsess over their most recent relationship Mm -hmm. because one, I want to make sure it's over because been burned by that. (laughs) Two, I want to know who they were in love and in Mm. relationships, like what it manifests, how it manifests for them, you know, and maybe what they've done with them and what they haven't. I have been with two people who did not tell me they were divorced until months into our relationship, which, okay, I get it. There's a lot of shame around that, Mm -hmm. but I felt like they were trying to keep something from me that I really wouldn't care about unless you withheld it from me, you know? Um, Yeah. So I kind of like do this thing where I temporarily obsessively (laughs) compare myself to their most recent ex. So, you know, I'll meet you. (laughs) I'll see you that. So what you're saying is you get it. You yeah, feel yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see that and raise a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> um, but how? what I have had to learn, and I think what Sam has brought to the table, is that nobody is going to come to you without a history. Yep. And so you have a choice of accepting that history or fighting with the reality of that history forever. For sure. Because and you can't change it. Absolutely. And I think that that can be a hard thing to learn, too. I think oh, that, so like— hard. Um, like I remember like thinking about former boyfriends and being like, oh my God, they talked about that person so much. Like, are they still in love with them? And I think, um, I'm now at a point where I'm like, yeah, people, people who have exited relationships with people still have feelings for those people. Mm. Right. And so the fact that, um, like Peter broke up with his previous boyfriend before he started dating me doesn't mean that like that boyfriend is gone out of Peter's heart. Like there's right. still a space for him there. And especially if that like relationship is a long time, yeah, it's six hard years to like, is a long time. And, and the way that he was talking about it, like the fact that he would say we and us on like without context to me feels like he's trying not to like talk about her specifically mm. and is trying not to like, is trying to distance himself maybe by not saying her name wow. or being like, when when Katie and I did this totally. and instead just saying like when we did this without that like... is so that is such a good observation because I was just thinking 
the really the one thing I would critique the boyfriend on mm-hmm. is like it's a little bit weird to talk about a boner that you got with an ex. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that one was like maybe a, a, you know what a little, I mean? Like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I get it. Conversations, you know, things are said. Conversations are flowing. Boners are flowing. Blood yep. is, you know, um, and. Maybe it just came out accidentally, but I totally have done what you just described, which mm-hmm. is kind of tiptoeing around something because I wanted to bring it up, but I didn't want to necessarily sound like, yep. oh my God, this and this, this person and this, you know, Yep. that's interesting. That's such a good observation. And so it makes me think that he was also navigating his own space of like, yeah. I want to talk about this, but I don't want to talk about this. And like, um, and, and six so, years is a huge part of your life. Is, like absolutely. it's. It's a master's degree and undergrad, <laughs> you know? True. That's and, very true. And I'm not, um, I don't say that to make you feel bad. See, it's just that like, that is a part, that is a formative part of him. Yep. Um, and so maybe that's why he had a hard time disconnecting from it. Absolutely. And so I think what we're, what we're trying to get at is just this understanding that people, that people come into relationships with their pasts with them. They totally do. And that it's, it's not always fair for us to ask them to not bring that past with them right there are certainly times where you're like wait a minute like are you still hung up on your ex like you talk about him or her a lot or whatever it is but um but for the most part like people creating space for people to be able to talk about their whole past and their whole uh hearts is really important in relationships Mm. yeah I was just imagining myself in your position, and I think I, I too, would feel really insecure mm-hmm. because not in a comparison way or, like, uh, in a hurtful way towards the boyfriend, but mostly because I would be excited about this new thing, and I would feel like it could be potentially threatened or I could be mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. So, like, insecurity is so often a defense mechanism. Yep. It's a way to protect yourself from being crushed, yep. you know? And I— I think maybe while imagining myself in your position, C, I wonder what I would have done. I, I, I can't say that I, I can guarantee I would be this graceful, but I would hope that I could say, hey, honey, this person makes me feel really insecure. Is there a way that you can help bridge this gap? Like, can you go, can you be the bigger woman, the bigger person? Can you go to these parties and hang out with them? Like, can mm-hmm. you introduce yourself to her can you humanize her can you Mm -hmm. they share a best friend so it's just it's trust me see it's not that we don't understand where these emotions and this pain and this sense of almost like betrayal is coming from we totally do but looking at this relationship it's like other than telling him to cut out this person from his life it's it's either cut this girl out or a more holistic well-rounded um, approach, which is understanding yep. that he, that this girl's a, an important part of his life. Yep. And I think that sort of gets to your, your broader question, which is about sort of this relationship is over, but how do you move forward right. in this new space, dating new people? And I think one of the things that has been helpful for me is to approach each relationship like a learning opportunity. So what can you come in? Like you, you're not going to know everything you need to know going into a relationship. So how do you create space for you to learn and adapt and get a feel for the other person and get a feel for how their experience might be different than yours and why things might show up differently for them? Um, Because that is 
how you actually sort of come together and learn right. to make space and for each other. And that will help you to be able to draw the line because yep. see, like, sweetheart, if this was if this crossed a line for you, then I say, great, then you did the right thing by yep. drawing that line. Um, we're just giving you our insight on how we respond to the little that we know about this relationship. But like, you know, I, I definitely know that listeners out there, some of them are thinking, well, when lines are crossed with X's, that's a no, no, that's a deal breaker for me. And mm-hmm. I support that. I feel like if, if you know what your if you know what your inner scale is, then then I want to do nothing but encourage that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we love you. And I think the last thing we want to echo is just the idea that you're doing everything right right now. Right now, you are being your badass self Mm -hmm. and you are making yourself emotionally vulnerable and open to good, true love. And it sounds like he might not be it. If you weren't vibing after three months, if you were, if you, if you didn't feel respected or his, his, if you didn't feel like he could make choices to be with you in that moment, then you, then you got out at the right time. Oh, absolutely. And I will say just one more thing, of course, uh, (laughs) is that. Emotional vulnerability is super important, but emotional vulnerability is also about trust, too. Mm. And so it's hard to be emotionally vulnerable if you don't trust what the other person is yeah. saying and doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that you weren't doing that, but it does sound like um, just from reading your letter that trust might be something that you might struggle with. Totally. Um, and here, that here. is OK, because I think we many of us also yeah, struggle with that. Totally. Um, but being emotionally vulnerable is not just about expressing all of the emotions that you feel it's also about trusting the other person and listening receiving the emotions as well um and not just putting them out there so um hopefully that's something that you can take with you yeah um and sweetheart comparison is an act of violence against yourself i didn't say that someone else did but i don't know who they are (laughs) you will get nowhere in your heart in your relationships if you compare yourself to the people who were there before you. Absolutely. There's no future there. There's only the past. And you don't want to live there. Absolutely. We love you, C. We hope this helps. Yeah, thank you. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karakal jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Our next letter comes from Anonymous, who is writing from the Midwest. What, what? (laughs) Right. Uh, Anonymous writes, hey, friends, I am a 20 year old and I have also never been in a serious relationship. Really, I only just had my first kiss over the summer. Mostly I'm okay with this. I know I can take my own time and not be defined by it. But one thing that nags me is my worry that as soon as I do not or as soon as I do find someone, they will leave me as soon as they found out I am putting off having sex. My decision to not have sex comes partly from the religious beliefs I was raised with. But also, I know it would negatively affect my already fragile mental health and disrupt the hard work I'm putting in there. But hookup college, but hookup culture in college is so real. I feel resolute about my choice at this point in my life, but I know it comes across to some of my peers as prudish or super conservative, which I'm not, or that I have been brainwashed by my religion into thinking people who have sex before marriage are going to hell. Lol, absolutely not. <laughs> It's hard to be in a college culture, which is so sex positive, but not feel that people would see me differently if they found out that I, at this point in my life, am waiting for marriage to have sex. I have had friends discount my feelings about someone, especially in a situationship I was in where we never even kissed because it wasn't physical. I just felt like screaming. It felt real. I had big, big feelings. It did matter to me. I really cared for him, and to have someone tell you it doesn't count because it was not physical, Mm. that fucking sucks. I guess I am looking for reassurance that my choice to not have sex is just as valid as other people's choice to do so. Also, how can I put myself out there without fearing rejection for a choice that I am sure about right now? Mm. Thanks, Anonymous, for writing that letter. 
Yeah, I love this letter. Um, and I'm going to say two things right off the bat. Off the bat. That's what it <laughs> off is. Off the bat. That's it. Off the bat. <laughs> Jesus. Louisa's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, two things off the bat, correctly mm-hmm. using that phrase. Yep, out the gate. Out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggity waggity. <laughs> I just don't know what's going on with language today. It's great. Um, uh, one, you came to the right place because all we're going to do is affirm that you are making the absolutely right choice over your sexual identity and cho- choices over your body. And we're going to affirm the crap out of you in two seconds. Absolutely. But first, I'm going to make a rant. <laughs> About liberals. <laughs> My people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, liberals, I love you. I come from you. I am you. <laughs> but so often I see people like tout their liberalism in a way that is not as inclusive as they pretend to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought of this when you said sex positive campuses. You know, I love being sex positive. But my sex positivity includes everyone's sexual identity and choices. Right. And I just see that in liberalism a lot. Do you know do you know what I'm referring to? Mm-hmm. Like when it's like people automatically liberals often pigeonhole just as much as conservatives do. Mm-hmm. Um and I so this is my appeal to myself. Um and others to remember to like keep your heart open that you have no idea what people are going through or have been through to get to this moment and that yeah. everyone has multiple whole identities within them and um yeah and rant yeah no i mean i think <laughs> i am similarly frustrated with your friends anonymous because i just think like if they are open to other people's decisions about their the way that they exercise their sexuality then they have to be open to multiple <laughs> like right. they can't just be like Oh, it's only okay if you are um, expressing it in this way. You right. can only, but like if you if you decide that you don't want to have sex until marriage, like that's somehow not a valid thing to do. Right. It's just like no. The point of all of this work that we're doing is to create a space where people can be their most authentic selves right. and show up in a way where they are loved and valid and valued because of that. And so the idea that we're telling someone that the the way that they express their sexuality is not valid is just like defeating the whole purpose. <laughs> right. And it's I also I hate the idea that um that the future is only this way, right? Mm-hmm. That the future even though I see this I the sex positive movement I see as progress, mm-hmm. but the idea that um I'll, not even promiscuity, right? But like breaking down the the tradition of saving your, yourself before for marriage, like breaking that down. It's having sex before marriage is not the only option. Then, like it's it's the idea of openness, like true openness to yep. everyone's whatever. I just get frustrated, right? Um, and I have to call myself out on it too, you know. And Same. and that's the truth, like. Anonymous, I, I think I see myself, I, a younger version of myself in your friends, mm, where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, everything's got to be fucking super slutty <laughs> and pansexual. <laughs> and like, if you're not doing that, then you're oppressing yourself. Yes. Right. Yep, absolutely. That's, and I and I just need to call myself out on hard, uh, hard on myself. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I need to call myself 
out, out hard. hard on that. Sure. There's I get what you're saying. I know. What I yeah. 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 <laughs> That is what she said. Something, something, something. <laughs> Insert dumb jokes. Anyway, um, I just think that I needed to open my heart to see that um, so many different identities are valid and yep. life approaches are valid. And to be honest, I wish I had probably half like the less sex that I had. That doesn't make sense. Half. I wish I had half less sex. <laughs> I'm going to just... Half as much less sex as I. <laughs> Please cut all this, Spencer. <laughs> nope, this is staying in. <laughs> okay. Um, totally agree, and I will say that like I don't know that hookup culture in college is the most healthy thing. <laughs> uh, it's not because, okay, it's not because I don't think necessarily college is where you should go to socialize. Well, maybe hmm. it is. <laughs> What? Well, I just meant like I went to that. That sounds really weird. <laughs> I think everybody should go to college to uh, meet people, to broaden their horizon, if that's a choice that they choose to make, yada, yada. But I finished my undergrad when I was 27. And I remember being there like, OK, I'm not here to make friends. I'm mm-hmm. here to get a 4.0 and to get my paper so that I can make some money. Yep. Um, And I became like a more well-rounded person and made some friends along the way. But um. I think we kind of forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? Did I say something offensive there? <laughs> no, I think that I think that makes sense. But I also think like college is an opportunity to like totally make friends that'll yeah, last a lifetime. Yeah, and to stop or being not. like an ignorant little <laughs> yeah. like small-minded. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's anything inherently healthier about waiting for marriage or inherently healthier about just like hooking up with people. Like, right. what did what are you oh, emotionally? Comment ready to do and emotionally feeling and like feels authentic to you like that is what's important so if that is hooking up with people every weekend great if it's not doing that until you are really committed to someone that's also fine right but just make sure that the decisions you're making are are healthy and are are constructing a more authentic you Ooh, excellent (laughs) yeah and they're yours and that your decisions are not affecting the way you view other people. Right. And I think the issue with hookup culture is that people feel pressured to hook up yes. when they don't want to and yeah. like have been in that place before. So totally. like I'm also super sex positive and want people to have as much sex as they want to have, but also like there are times where I was like didn't really want or need to do that and nope, like sure didn't. didn't make me a better person. <laughs> Whatever I said. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about this like on our little rant tangent before yeah. we go back to you anonymous is like, again, with our sex positivity, um, with the hookup culture, if you want your metaphorical freak flag to fly, it, it has to include everybody in that like sp- sprinkle sparkly rainbow of like freakiness, which yep. means yep. Um, that your most promiscuous promiscuous friend might stop having sex tomorrow and be abstinent for a year, and you have to 100% support that and not assume that they are not the authentic person that they're bringing to you. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, okay, so Anonymous. Sorry, that was a really weird tangential. <laughs> lots of yelling. Sierra said a lot of wrong words. <laughs> now we want to talk to you. <laughs> And I want to give you some advice. You said, like, how do I move forward with this um, without being judged? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I navigate hookup culture without feeling ashamed? Yep. Um, and 
I think if I had some advice for you in terms of like combating or navigating it with your friends, um, like not sure what your dynamic is with your friends or what personality type you have and if you feel comfortable with this, but I would really encourage you to be super confident in yourself like you are in this letter Mm -hmm. because your assuredness, your confidence will be teaching them. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would encourage you to like, Gently or even not so gently, like push back yeah. on on their on their opinions. Like when they I can't believe they said that about the kiss or your feelings. Like yeah. I, I just don't think I it would ever be to my friend say to my friends like oh, twenty year old Sam would have, have for sure done <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering why you were rolling your eyes like thirty times and I realized you had a revelation about your twenty year old self. Oh, I would have been so judgy. Right, 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 right. So, like, I get it. I get, like, I have been in that space of, like, constant judgment around you. Because that's, like, what what navigating college with people whose brains aren't fully developed yet. (laughs) We're just insulting college students. You're like, I'm like, one, don't go there to be social. And you're like, two, your brains aren't developed. (laughs) Okay, well, we're really um, nice people. We really are. Hopefully. And I love college Now we are (laughs) in in our 20s. (laughs) Right? No, I just think about like the way way that I saw the world in my 20s. I remember the faces you would make when you were judging me. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Remember when I didn't like you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because you thought I was a dumb, pretty girl who was probably also promiscuous. (laughs) Anyway, I have, okay, listen. Did you just make an arms motion to be like, you are a dumb, pretty girl? This this episode might not prove this wrong. Anyway, let's stay focused. Oh, my God. We're so tangential today. Anonymous. Um, I'm going to tell you a funny, terrible, tangential story now. <laughs> that four-star reviewer on iTunes is like, see, this is what I, I was know, talking about. I know, they ramble I know, all the time. I know. <laughs> um, okay. So, Anonymous. When... I thought about my advice to you about being confident with your identity and being confident with your friends. I thought about like a very funny, quick, sharp learning experience I had Mm -hmm. with my friends, a a friend of mine um, regarding a sex toy. Mm -hmm. Um, A guy friend and I were like out for drinks once and he admitted to me in like casual, funny, fun conversation because he was in a long distance relationship at the time uh-huh. that he had a fleshlight, yep. which is like a male sex toy. And I remember being like, ha, laughing my ass off, being like, oh, my God, I can't believe you have a fleshlight. That's so funny. Uh-huh. And he just turned to me and said, you have a vibrator, don't you? I don't see how it's any different. You have a toy and I do. And I kind of was like, uh, uh, I, I. You're, yeah. All right. Touche. Um, and that was it. Like we moved on. We probably talked about something just as dumb next. Right. But um, I thought of that instantly when I was when you asked for our advice, because like I learned in that moment, I like opened my heart a little bit in yeah. that conversation about a flashlight that yep. I remembered that everybody's identity is just as valid as mine and that their authentic their authentic desires are their authentic desires. Right. And that I was also being super sexist to not allow my male friend his sexual pleasure in whatever way, yada, yada, yada. Um, This is all to say, and I'm anonymous, that it took one comment. Mm. It took one little pushback. It wasn't a confrontation. It wasn't mean. I didn't hurt his feelings. He just, like, called me on my own bullshit. And it sounds like your friends have some bullshit they need to be called on. Absolutely. And that there's an opportunity here for you to do that 
But also if there are times where you're like, I don't want to have to do this anymore. Right. Then don't do it. Yeah. That's and fine. you can say you guys are being ignorant. Just kidding. <laughs> um, People love away. to be told they're being ignorant. Right. Definitely <laughs> nurturing. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, you know, when you feel like you are able to do the pushback and the call in, then do it. But if you are at a point where you're like, fuck them, like this is too much, then like take care of yourself. Because like it, right. being around people who are judging you all the time is exhausting. Exhausting. And like you don't That's need social to, media, to do literally. it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your feelings are 100% valid. Absolutely. Um, your sexual identity and the choices that you make over your sexual sovereignty and your body are 100% yours. Yep. And um, Sam and I believe in you. Sam and I believe you are making the absolutely 100% best choice for yourself. Absolutely. And guess what? If you change your mind in a year, that's okay, too. If you never change your mind and you save yourself until marriage and then you um, decide to have sex one day with your future spouse or yada, yada, whatever your path is will be the right path because it's yours. Yep. And you'll learn from every step of the way. Absolutely. And I think it's amazing that you are not letting the pressures of hookup culture change your beliefs and change you and and make you do something that you don't want to do. Like right. the fact that you are operating in such a, a an environment that is so different than what you are trying to bring for yourself and you are doing it well and you are holding to your beliefs, I think is fantastic. Right. And so we don't think that you're brainwashed by your religion. We don't think that you're a secret conservative. Like right. we are proud of you for the fact that you are making this decision, that you are sticking to it, and that you're standing up for yourself when people are calling you out on it. So you're doing awesome. Absolutely. We love you so much, Anonymous. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Our next letter comes to us from Alberto, who is writing to us from Honduras. Oh, wow. I know. Hi, I'm 26 and I identify as a gay man. I was brought up in a really religious environment. So even if I knew I knew from a young age that I was, quote, different, I did not come to terms with it until about three or four years ago. In 2016, I had the joy to win a scholarship to study my master's degree abroad in the UK. Long story short, I met a man. During my year abroad, we began to date, and after a couple months, we decided that we were going to be exclusive. As the months passed, there came a time when I knew I had fallen in love with him, and I had fallen in love for the first time, and it was such a beautiful feeling. After our master's was up, I had to come back to Honduras, and after many long talks, we decided that our relationship was worth trying to do the whole long-distance, different time zone things. 
The plan was that I was going to get a PhD in Europe as soon as possible so we could be together again ASAP. After three months apart, he came to visit me for two weeks and I had the opportunity to show him around and just be together after what felt like the longest time apart. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Even if the distance was not exactly ideal, we were handling it pretty well. We had talks about living together and we're even thinking of names of the dog we were going to have. Two months ago, we were talking about how much it was not going to be easy for me to get a PhD right away, as we um, right away as we thought. And I told him that I saw him for the long run, like the rest of our lives long run. We had been dating for about a year and a half at the time. And it was at this moment that he was taken aback. He told me he did not believe in the idea of spending the rest of his life with just one person. He said we were young and that there was more out there. In the end, after one of the most excruciating two weeks I've ever lived— I broke up with him because we had a different idea of our future. And for me, that was a non-negotiable thing. Hmm. It has been two months and I feel extremely sad about it. And the thing is, I don't hate the guy. He was honest with me about what he wanted, an open relationship, essentially. And I I have always asked him just to be honest with us, with me. I hate that we are not together. I absolutely hate it. But I know it was the right call, which somehow makes it worse sometimes. He was Mm. my first love. I found love where I'd always been told it was not supposed to be, and it was fucking beautiful. I still love him so much, and since our breakup was relatively civil, we've kept in touch. Two weeks ago, I told him that I did not want to disappear from his life, but that we needed a bit of space. We were still talking every day, basically, because I still loved him. And if we continued like that, I would always love him romantically. He wanted everything to stay the same with the exception that we were not boyfriends. And I told him that I could not do that. We have not talked in about two weeks now Mm. and I hate it. I want to tell him what's going on in my life. But if I do, then I will feel like I'm going down the rabbit hole again. Sometimes I feel like I just can't be sad because I was the one who broke up with him. Mm. I'm confused as what, what is next. I'm afraid that I was willing to put up my professional career at risk for him just to be with him. And then I think that I am in love and I should not feel bad about it at all. Mm. The kindest regards, Alberto. I love that letter so much. I know you do. <laughs> Alberto, Sam loves you so much. I do too. We both feel like this is a really special letter and we wanted to send our sweet regards to you. First off, we're really, really, really sorry that your breakup happened. That's Absolutely. F- breakups always suck. First breakups, first true loves. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yep. Crushing. Devastating. Literally. Because you... It's the first time we've ever experienced it, right? So you think it, you don't think it'll ever change. Like it will always hurt this much because you've never like progressed past that. Oh my God. You're so right that you don't know what it's like on the other side of a breakup, not just the relationship. Yep. Uh, So the pain seems endless because you don't know what it feels like to get out of it. Yep. And also it's the first time that you've imagined a future with somebody. No. And then it all gets torn apart. Yeah. Um, Alberto, we want to say first off. Um, it's okay to be sad even if you were the one to break up. Absolutely. It's okay to be sad even if you were the one to end it. You have a right. All decisions can be painful. Absolutely. Even if they're the right ones. And just to give you a shout out, I mean, you did everything absolutely right in that situation, oh my right? Oh you're like, so right. You had, you had, uh, you had a deal breaker. You didn't want an open relationship and, um... And that he wasn't able to do that. And you broke up because that was a deal breaker for you. Like you, you did stayed absolutely true right. to you. Absolutely. So many people abandon themselves for other people. Absolutely. So you should be so proud of yourself that you know yourself well enough to not abuse yourself. Yep. 
And you didn't run away from the painful decision. Oh, my God. Right? Like, and that is something that is really hard for all of us to do. Absolutely. Sometimes we just don't want to experience the big pain. And so we we live with the smaller, drawn-out pain. And you made the right decision to say, I don't want that. I want what I have dreamed of. I want what I have said to you that I want. Right. And, I, and if you can't give that, then I can't be with you. Right. And you did it. When you broke up and you did it when you said you couldn't talk anymore, like you are clearly like in tune with yourself and your feelings and what you need. And the fact that you are um, standing up for those things, I think, is really admirable and amazing. I um, once when I was seeing a therapist, there was a um, a piece of paper like framed in her office and it says, listen to your emotions. Hmm. And then it had like a translation. It was like. Anger is telling you blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Fear is telling you blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember them all verbatim, but I was most moved by the idea that your emotions are trying to tell you something because whatever you're dealing with was important to you. Mm. Your sadness is there, not because you made a mistake, but because you cared a lot. Yep. Because you invested a lot, you yep. were present. And now to take yourself away from that presentness mm-hmm. is hurting because yeah. it mattered to you, Alberto. Like that, yeah. that's the most beautiful, heartbreaking thing that I hope you give yourself credit for that this hurts because it mattered. Absolutely. And it's okay that you left him. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can forgive yourself for giving up on somebody that you loved mm-hmm. because you didn't give up on him. You just drew a line. Yep. Well, it was, you didn't give up on him. He was different than you thought that he was. True. And I think that, um, like that that person that you had in your head and the way that he was presenting himself, frankly, right. um, is different than the person that he actually was. And when you saw that that wasn't him, right. you made the right decision. It doesn't mean that it hurts less. In fact, it probably hurts more. <laughs> totally. 100%. <laughs> but um, but know that you, you did the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... And what I think what I love so much about your letter is the way that you talk about your relationship with him. Like, oh, my God, it just like brings me back to like what it feels like to be in those early stages of love when you are experiencing things together for the first time and meeting each other's family and like building like what is the name of our dog going to be yeah. like um, and like you you clearly were so present and you were clearly hold this so dearly in your heart. And I think now comes the point where you can remember all of those good times and know and be thankful that they happened to you. Right. And that is where I think the head and heart work starts to come in to start moving past this feeling of abject sadness into something like how do you start to build yourself out of that? Right. And I think you're doing an amazing job of holding that great stuff in your heart. Um, so so keep remembering that while also um you know, knowing that it is not something that you can have again. Right. And I think about, I I love that you brought up the dog's name. That's Mm -hmm. such a tender, like, bit to share. Um, And Alberto, I want to say, you still deserve that dog. And you still deserve that PhD. And the life that you are imagining with this person, you still deserve and can still build by yourself to hopefully nurture another person in the future. Absolutely. And that is such a good point because I think we sometimes build up relationships in our head and then, and then when the other person is there, isn't there, it's like, well then 
I, I don't deserve to make dinner for myself, which we talked about. <laughs> of, that's what made me say that, Sam, is, is a couple episodes ago, Sam talked about how he used to always make dinner for his exes, or for his partners. And then when his partner wasn't home, he would just eat cheese and crackers. Yep. And then when he was single, he realized like he deserved these home-cooked meals. He yep. deserved this nurturing that he was giving to this other person. Right. And Alberto, this world, this this future that you were imagining, you still deserve it. It's still yours, sweetheart. Absolutely. Yep. So get that dog. <laughs> also, not all breakups make us feel better. Mm. Like we think of breakups as a solution to a problem we can no longer solve, right? Mm. Um, that our sacred contract with our partners, we reached a like a T and we're gonna go one way or the other and we just can't fix it. So we think of it as a solution and yep. solutions we equate to feel like as like a good thing, right? Yep. But breakups, even if you make that decision, even if you say this is what I've cho- chosen, they they don't make us feel better at times, even yep. when they're the right thing for you. Absolutely. So this is all to say, Alberto, that you made the right decision mm-hmm. and it feels awful and we're with you, girl. Like yep. we know that this hurts. Yep. Um, but you made the right choice and we're really, really, really proud of you. You did. And you are, you are worthy of... Uh, a life on your own and you are worthy of a life with a partner. Um, and I think Sierra and I are both confident that you're going to find it at some point. We love you. We love you. This next letter comes from ashamed Alice who is writing from Louisiana. Alice writes, hello, hello. I've discovered your podcast about a week ago and I immediately binged every episode and have been telling all my friends to listen. Thank you so Thank you. friggin' much. Tell your friends. I love both of your laughs, and I can tell what dear friends you are by the way that you talk to each other. You also give the best advice and make me feel so empowered when I'm done listening, which is why my actions in the past couple days are embarrassing, to say the least. Also, sorry to the two English majors that have to read my poor grammar. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I apparently cannot speak English. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're, We're proven that we don't necessarily deserve the English major title. So... I recently went through a bad breakup and realized that it was toxic by starting to attend Codependence Anonymous. I realized I have tendencies to need validation from other people, and that's how I get my self-worth. So I will stay in toxic relationships just to try to get them to love me. So I'm officially in recovery because I want to become a better person and made a vow to not get into any kind of romantic relationship and try to be alone while I work through my recovery. Cut to... A lonely Friday night where I have read so many self-help books, put on a face mask, and snuggled with my dogs that I thought, why not throw on Tinder and talk to someone? Never a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) The antithesis of (laughs) self-help. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I matched right away, and he messaged right away. He looked cute, easy to talk to, responded right away, and invited me over to watch a movie. Seriously, within two hours of being on the app, I had somehow been convinced to go to someone's house. So I go. And he's the cute boy from the pictures, and there's a crazy chemistry between us right away. We kiss. We share deep secrets. We stare into each other's eyes. We have sex. We have one of the best nights I've ever had. I'm over the moon for this guy. This is what I do. I have sex, and I attach. The next morning, he messages me, and we're continuing to text furiously, and he apparently went and looked at my Tinder profile again, where I had put up random weird facts about myself. And under my dislikes, I said, no overly Jesus people. My issue with religion is my issue. I feel like I should be upfront and let someone know right away that it's private to me and I don't want a super religious person in my life. This guy apparently didn't read that when he swiped and then began to tell me that it was wrong of me to alienate an entire group of people. He started to text me furiously in all caps, telling me I was insulting his mom and mama. (laughs) 
When I began to stop text or when I began to stop replying, he typed, "Fine, fuck you, bitch. Watch out. You're getting you're gonna get diabetes one day, fatty." Oh Jesus. <laughs> I was beyond horrified, mortified, all the fights. I did a little block, 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 called some friends and cried and went about my day. Later on that night, he messaged me from another number telling me that Creepy. he was wrong and that he thought I was beautiful. From an absolute minute, I contemplate for an absolute minute, I contemplated forgiving him. So I don't have a question. I have a request. Please scold me. Yell at me. I know I can't be the only person making this horrible mistake. Meeting someone dangerously, going to their home, having sex with them right away. I put myself in a situation that could have been really threatening. I'm lucky only my heart got bruised. So I'd love some Sam and Sierra advice. Straight up, you don't have to be kind. Love to you both. Thanks for what you're doing. Oh, sweetie. We're going to be kind to you. Yeah, we're not going to scold you. (laughs) Listen, I secretly wish more people would ask us to scold them. (laughs) Like, give us that permission. But we're not going to scold you. No, we're not. I'm sorry. We're not going to feed... Your little internalized shame machine. No, we're not. Because guess what? Uh, you are 100% human. Yep. And as Sam's favorite author, Brene Brown, says. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> is, Never heard of her. You love her. <laughs> um, Brene Brown says that we are all hardwired for failure. Yep. And that um, that is okay. That if we wa- if we start to internalize at a younger age age and in more of a holistic, loving, nurturing way that we're going to make decisions that we don't necessarily love a year later, the next month or the next morning, then we will become less self-loathing, self-shaming, policing beings, right? And we'll we'll be more open and forgiving to ourselves. Yep. And Sam and I are going to do that to you right now. Absolutely. So, um, one, you might think that uh, what you did is awful, but we're here to tell you it's not. It's really not. It's really not. Um, You might have put yourself in a slightly, you know, more risky situation, like going Mm -hmm. to a stranger's house. Um, Like there there are statistics behind there (laughs) somewhere (laughs) in my brain. Yep. Um, But uh, I think that exercising your autonomous um, right to be a sexual being um, and to make choices as an adult is an okay thing to do. Absolutely. You did an okay thing, Elise. Yep. It might not be your favorite thing, but you did it and that's okay. Absolutely. And Sam, have you had, have you, have you gone to a stranger's house to have sex? Have I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, do you regret yes. it? Here's the thing. Grinder, which is the gay version of Tinder. Right. Um, is a real thing that I spent some time on. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah went over to people's houses at all hours Why of the night. Why do all those apps sound like appliances? Except for Bumble. <laughs> Bumble, sponsor us. Bumble, please sponsor us. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Elise. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Elise. Alice? Elise? Oh. I was saying Alice? I was saying Elise. Okay, great. We'll just stick to our guns. Okay. Out the bat. <laughs> Um, Elise, um, the biggest thing I read from this letter is that while you are really self-reflective and you're really working on yourself and you're really trying to strengthen that internal voice, that internal compass, that self, that well of self-love, you also have to constantly combat a lot of shame that you're feeling. You invited us to scold you. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And we love you for that, um, but we're going to do the opposite. And I'm going to tell you that... Um, shame is a prison that we put ourselves in and 
that prison is used to oppress us and to yep. make us not love ourselves. Absolutely. And because we can feel ashamed about everything we do. We can feel ashamed about the way we look, what we feel, what we wear, yep. the amount of money in our bank account, the food we eat. Shame is everywhere. And if we are in, if shame is a prison, those bars will disappear the moment you forgive and accept yourself. Mm-hmm. And so out the bat, before we give you any advice, like on your life or your choices, we just want to say, accept the decisions you made. Yep. Forgive yourself. Yep. Appreciate yourself. Like, dang girl, like, go ahead, like put yourself out there for love. Like right? way to go. Yep. And then move on because it's in the past and you are whole and forgiven and good right now. Absolutely. And I think the thing, the awful thing about shame is that shame is an external thing that we invite into our bodies. Yes. And like, that is what is so hard about it. I think that shame is a natural human emotion is because shame it teaches us. a metaphor us... for a grinder then? Because it's an external <laughs> thing that you invite into your body. I'm sorry. I had to make that joke. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think that shame is like a human emotion because it teaches us compassion for other people. Like we feel shame when we have hurt people. Like, oh. and that is how we learn to like not be awful people. Mm. But the problem is, is that we have taken that and now we have shame for like. Little when, shame factories. Just we're just like shame factories. Like we're not doing it anymore because we've hurt people. We are doing it because society has told us that we're bad to people. hurt ourselves. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and it's so it's not I, organic. No, it's not. And so this. So we need to spend time like pulling that shame, that feeling of shame, out of our bodies and putting it back. Yes. Where. It doesn't touch us and it's not in us anymore. Totally. totally. Because people are going to want to come at you with shame all the time. Like that is what people love to do. But like, don't let that into you, Um, which is easier said than done. But but it is it's not shame is not a helpful thing for you in this moment. And I, I something that helped me like when I I was like grappling with my sexual history and like Mm -hmm. if I felt comfortable with it at one point in my life. And I had this revelation like in like a women's studies class or something. Of course you did. Yeah. (laughs) It was that I was gay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I had this revelation um, that like my sexual history and the choices that I had made romantically, like also at least speaking to your codependency or your your toxic relationship with your past, I was grappling with all of the romantic sexual choices I had made in my life. Yep. And I realized that I could free myself by recognizing that none of those were still on me. Like Mm -hmm. they were not a part of me, Mm -hmm. right? Like the people I slept with, not a part of me. The choices I made yesterday, not a part of me. Obviously, we are shaped by our experiences. And I have learned from my own codependency and my own toxic relationships how I want to move forward. But I freed myself of so much shame by recognizing like... I am a free woman. Like I, this is not yep. of me, right? Yep. That that is something that I did. That's something I prescribed to. That's somebody I loved, but Absolutely. that no longer defines me. And that's true of the decision you made last night. Right. And I will say, so I'm going to say everyone makes mistakes, but I'm not even convinced that what you did was a mistake. And we're going to talk about safety <laughs> for like five seconds, just for like um, yep. le- legal purposes. <laughs> it's a shitty world out there. There are shitty people. I literally entertain myself by listening to true crime. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have I have always thought that um, people in the digital age, in the hookup culture world, um, have to at least um, make sure that they are equipping themselves with um, s- safe choices, s- smart 
exit strategies yep. and support. Telling yep. your friends where you're going, erasing the shame, and telling your friends actually where you're going <laughs> instead of like lying. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um. So you might the. <laughs> I don't know. I feel torn because like, like you said, like I, I'm not convinced this is a mistake. Yep. Um, this was a choice you made and it might not have been your best, most graceful choice, but I don't care. I, I, I don't think that you're a bad person because of it. I don't think you need scolding because of it. Right. And I think what I was going to say is that um, like you may be viewing this as a mistake, but first of all, all of us make mistakes. Yep. Learn that in Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but second, um, you know, I think that, again, like struggling with this thing that I also have, which is that like anything less than perfection is a failure. Right. But looking at the story that you told us, right, like you had what might be considered like a relapse in your codependent behaviors, but you recognize them in yourself. You, you're you like, I almost forgave him. Guess what? You didn't forgive him. So right. like you and, did the right thing. Right. And and you you gave yourself a chance on love. Like I keep Absolutely. going back to that. Like I, I do think that like people need to make sure that they're be- putting themselves in safe situations, but also this, it, it sounded great until the fucking douchey ass text messages. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, Like it sounded like a great human interaction. And then the moment that he turned out to be a shit you face block, who I block, block. hate, you right. said no. So it's clear that, that you are making progress on your goals around codependency and like the also, fact that you who goes on Tinder and doesn't read the bios. Is that a thing? I don't I'm Tinder was not a thing. And you're married. Okay. <laughs> Somebody let me know out there in the ether. Um, read the bio people. I mean, I feel like people who are just trying to like hook up with people might just be looking at pictures. Yeah, but then who would have the audacity to be like, oh, my God, just read your bio 24 hours later. I like that that's what you're offended by and not the fact that he said that she's going to get diabetes because she's a fatty. No, totally offended by it all. But literally just literally when people are arguing with like assholes on Twitter and they say, go read a book. Like, that's what I want to say to him right now. Like, read the fucking bio. True. And keep your ignorant health, fat shaming, fucking... Absolutely. Bullshit and by the way, yourself. I don't think that Jesus would be calling people fat and telling them they're going to get diabetes. So, right. like, maybe be a little more Christ-like, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Off on him. Good one. <laughs> but what I'm so what I'm sa- trying to say is that you are making progress on your goals, even though you are going to have little hiccups because in life, everything that we are trying to do, we are going to make mistakes at. Yes. And so, don't take this as a as a a failure take this as a moment of growth for you the only thing i'm gonna scold you on is girl just laugh this shit off this guy's (laughs) you had hopefully great sex right you had good conversation you put yourself out there and then he turned out to be a bigoted uninformed illiterate asshole yeah Uh, i actually hate using illiterate as an insult i know i okay i take that back take learning growing accountability (laughs) here but he he learned he turned out to be like a Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Not offended by that, right? No. Okay. Um, uh, and you you made a choice to block, block, block him, and then he contacted you from another number. Okay, bro. It's weird. That's totally creepy. weird. A thousand red flags. Yeah. And so I'm only thing I'm going to scold you for, Elise, is just, like, we're going to make a hundred messy, like, ill-informed, ungraceful decisions in our life. It's never, like... Talking about recovery, talking about healing, it's never linear. Yep. It's never a straight path. Yep. 
and we're we're going to ebb and flow and give and take and grow and then relapse and f- learn and fuck up again a hundred yep. times. Yep. And the tr- part of the true growth is accepting that. Yeah. Part of the true growth is saying I am an imperfect person and because that I am perfect. Absolutely. Yep. So laugh that shit off, girl. Come on. We can do it. Yeah. Like we're cheersing our mimosas with you. We're saying like, hey, good job making like an autonomous sexual choice for yourself and your heart and good job for getting the fuck away from this fucking creeper (laughs) yes absolutely yeah also i hope that you texted your friend and told them where you were going that night that's the one thing i'll say about safety is you just gotta leave a paper trail people (laughs) right yes no i'm with you i'm with you but also like shame is a real thing that we just talked about for like twenty eight thousand years absolutely what a fun episode yeah (laughs) elise we love you and we don't think you should be ashamed of anything no We got your back. Yeah. Thanks for writing. All right, folks. That brings us to the end of the episode, which is now our blind date segment, where we like to set you up with something that we think is awesome. So our blind date for this episode is? It's an app called CoStar, which is um, basically an astrology app. Oh, my God. You're such a Gemini. (laughs) I'm really into astrology. Um, What do you love about it? It's uh, it's really cool. So you put like your birth date in and everything, the time you were born and where you were born. And it gives you um, it's it's really good to like because it's not hard to read. Like it, everything is like very clearly spelled out. And it's not like, oh, Saturn is in this house. So like you are feeling this instead. It's just like here are some of the things that you might be experiencing or thinking about because of like the way the stars are. Um, and here are some of the the ways that you might achieve growth in this space. Would you suggest it for people who are like, I I like love being a Gemini and Mm. I kind of like to learn about it, but I wouldn't say that I'm fully committed or convinced in astrology. Would you, would you suggest it to me? Yeah, I would. Cause it is not, um, I mean, it is based in astrology, but I think that the things that are in it are also just like helpful things to be thinking about. It's more like awareness, right? I think you said that to me before that it just brings like ideas and healthy thoughts to your the forefront of your mind. Absolutely. Cool. What's it called again? It's called CoStar. Hmm. So download it and then like add me on it so we can see if we're compatible. Oh my God. <laughs> add Sam Blackwell. It's <laughs> probably what it is. I'm yeah. not very inventive with my screen names. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme. Or most importantly, you can ask us all questions about matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is where you can also find our merchandise. Great. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review. This helps us keep the lights on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Please subscribe. Please like us. Please give us reviews. Please keep shouting us out to your friends. We love seeing those. Absolutely. Yeah. Original music recording and editing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his awesome podcast, The What If Podcast. And remember, you are not put on this earth to be ashamed of yourself. You are not put on this earth to make yourself small or lessen yourself around other people who think you are too big or too loud or too messy. You are literally here to make mistakes and to learn from them. Nobody's perfect. Nobody has a clean and clear path. Everyone you know has wondered what the fuck they were doing at some point in their lives. You have every right in the world to make mistakes, and you have every chance every day to learn from them. And if all else fails, just break up. Just break up.